Hey everyone! Hi! So, welcome back to another episode of the Black Crate Connect podcast. And I have a boss, like literally a boss with me in the room, Bosse Bago. She's an executive director in the public sector, probably like 1% or less than that. Yeah, as a black woman. And she's also an entrepreneur. So, welcome, Bosse! How are you feeling today? I'm shattered. It's like the longest week. Um, so hence we're going for makeup less, but we're going to deal with it now. I'm tired, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm energised. We're getting ready for the week ahead. You must have busy days. I remember the first time we spoke on the phone and you told me, you just gave me like an overview on your life and I thought, wow. Yeah. My schedule is insane. I always say to people, thank God for good PAs. And I think like oh, people gosh. really do undervalue mm. a really good personal assistant because like they are gold dust i always say to people like my pa is the person who runs my life really she tells me when to breathe she tells me boss so now it's time to go and have a drink boss so you need to go and have a break boss so you need to be here i was like okay how how long have you had a pa for i have i've always typically had two one for work and one like a virtual assistant and okay for like um business stuff a long time Without giving me how old I am, very old. You're not um, old, Bosse. You're like you're you're like, like thirty-seven. Look, okay, you're allowed to say your age. You're not that old. I can say my age because I look twelve. Okay, so you're thirty-seven, <laughs> and I, I I want you to list out your accolades because when I remember again when I was when I was on the phone to you and you told me your accolades, I was and everything that you do, I was like, nah, you're actually amazing. Like it almost made me feel like I'm not doing enough. Oh, I was God. like, no, I need I need to do more because Bosse is just doing so much. No, so list list time. them out. So obviously my day job is I work as an exec director in the public sector. Um, So what do I oversee? So currently I oversee something called inclusive growth. So for people who don't know what that means, it's commercialization, Mm. inward investments, um, regeneration and development, net zero and decarbonization, (laughs) (laughs) employment and skills. some other things like parks and leisure and so it's a it's a it's a it's a really big brief um so that's my day job there's not many of us um and then my businesses I have run businesses for a really long time so for a long time since I think 2011 I've had a marketing and publishing business um which produced which may some people may know what it is like curly hair magazine or chm mm, that's what um, and and an editor for that yeah she? we've been a lot we've been around for a very long time um it's also produced on in london so one of the most popular kind of where to go and eat in london kind of digital magazines um i also run a network for women in business called belong women's network it's ministry it's something i've done for a really really long time I'm sure I do something else to come You have properties. Oh, and I've got properties. I'm in property investment. I've been a consultant for firms in Europe and in Africa, helping them sort out their business strategies and development processes. I'm a mum. I need to forget that. I can't forget that one. That one yeah, that's like I'm that's a, a big one as well. And um, you do general investing as well. I so much. And one other thing that kind of stuck out to me, I'm, I'm going to delve, delve in deeper. Don't worry, everyone listening. I got divorced when I was 32, 31. Okay. Yeah. What, imp- is interesting what impact sometimes. did that have on your career and your your businesses? None, actually. I, well, I think at the time when I was going through my divorce, I was actually studying for my MBA. Um, and I had a choice. And I remember 
this is why parents are brilliant, isn't it? Like, I had a choice. I remember going to my mum, like, I have to stop. I need to leave my MBA now. I can't finish my course. Because you because of your divorce? Like, yeah, I was heartbroken. I was just like, I need to, like, lie in bed for six years. Yeah. Um, and she was just like, she just said to me, boss, yeah? you've invested too much in this journey to stop it now. Mm. And my daughter was, I think, two then. Um, so I remember going through it. And actually... I would say that process, and even when I was going through, helped me to innovate. I think I created some of the best business structures. I was able to redesign some of the things we were doing through my MBA and through that pain. So it's it's amazing to see how much you can reinvent what's going on in your life when you kind of move your mind to something else. Because I had a choice, I could, and everyone does every single day. Um, and I'm thankful that I had good voices around me. Because I don't know where I'd be today. So do you think that was the main reason why you kind of came out stronger on the other end? It was the voices around you. Was there any other factors? I would say it's, I'm, I'm a Christian and I'm a, I've got a very strong faith. So for me, God guides me and he mm. gets me through some of the deepest and darkest like places in my life. Mm. And he surrounded me with some amazing people. Mm. And I think it's one of these things, like, you know, I don't know what that song is because I don't really listen to a lot of, of hip-hop, but there's a song, like, No New, New Friends. I'm just, oh, it's Drake. Yeah, there you no go. No New Friends, no, no, no. There we go. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> At least somebody had to sing it. I only know, but I always say to people, no, don't listen to that nonsense. I have had, like, I don't even know how to describe it. I've had people come in and out of my life at different points who have impacted and transformed my life like I can't even imagine. Really? I've had mentors pop up and be like, I'm going to mentor and support you. I've had new friends come into my life at different seasons of my life. And I've just, I've always been like, oh, wow, I can learn something else. And I think I've, it's helped me to adapt and grow and understand. I think what people don't really understand when you're looking at things like business and, and, and all that kind of stuff, it's about how well are you are analysing people and predicting risk. Mm. And if you don't expose yourself enough mm. to different types of people to understand what what life and experiences and things look like, how would you ever refine yourself? It means it's telling me that you're not very good at assessing risk. You you're not very good at analysing people because I need to be able to sit in a room with you and you can be telling me all sorts of stuff. And mm. whilst your mouth is moving, my brain is reading you mm. to be like, actually, this is what I know I can do when it comes to this person. Mm. I wouldn't touch them with this. So I'm not actually always listening to your words. So how have you developed that skill? I know you said that it's the exposure to different types of people, but what things do you pick up? What traits do you pick up? Is it the tone of what someone's saying? Is it the, is it what someone else might have said about them before you got into that room? Like what type of things factor in? I think it's, in? it's everything. You triangulate in life, isn't it? You triangulate what you've read about somebody before you got into a room with them. You triangulate the things that they've done. You mm. triangulate how they speak. Mm. You triangulate how fidgety and nervous they are when they're sitting in a room mm. with you um how will they look at you if they're looking away if they're looking down if they're really like anxious and rubbing their hands but they're trying to sell you something it's telling me that there's something not quite right with what you're you're telling me and i'm gonna dig deeper um you speak to people um and you don't want an emotion so i i've i've in my time i try not to make decisions based on on an emotional response if i'm mm. sitting in a room with you and we are trying to plan or do something and I'm feeling myself getting highly emotive, mm. I, will, I, won't, I won't make a decision that Right, day. okay. That's, oh, that's I, a really I, smart thing yeah. to do. I always say, you know what? Let me come back to you tomorrow 
or I'll come back to you in the next two days. Because even if my emotional um, reaction is excitement, you still have to digest it yeah. and respond to it. Do you know what? That's something I've learned probably best in the last year because what I used to do, <laughs> growth, <laughs> is like if an email comes through that I don't like, I'll just type and respond straight away. Yeah. Or I'll be in a meeting and I'll just say See? something quickly. Yeah. And that can get me into a lot of trouble. And I've actually learned that even even with friendships, like they might send a message and I'll see it. Like I might be, I'm, yeah, I might be in the middle of do something. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? But I'm like, relax. Yeah. Let's let's get a bit more context and let's re revisit it. And that method seems to work. Yeah. And you seem to make more sound decisions you make as well. More decisions. Yeah, you're, you're able to empathize with people. I I know a lot about myself, so I know I'm an empath, right? Mm. So I am. I I think my best said friend says it to me all the time like i go pure i go purely on vibes and feelings yeah, yeah right but if i operate my life on vibes and feelings i'm trashing myself in the bin so everything i've had to because i recognize that about my own personality mm. i've had to learn how to not respond in those moments all the time even in relationships i'm having to learn that like That's as hard, much yeah. as the keyboard warrior <laughs> babe i forgot to buy a meal <laughs> so like i've had to be like let me step away and walk away for a little bit and come back and be like, so why did you forget to buy the milk? Rather than, how can you forget to buy the milk? I told yeah. you 17 times to buy the milk. I even wrote it on your phone. I gave you a text message. I sent you an email. Yeah. I stuck it on your forehead. <laughs> do, so <laughs> do, like, you, do you think that that's had an impact in you climbing the corporate ladder so high as a black woman, the fact that you can manage your emotions? No. Okay. I think, I think it's been challenging as a black woman to climb the ladder. I think the thing I have been most grateful for is people and mentors. So I'll tell you, so there was a time I was probably a middle manager and I'm, and I was sitting in a room with the CEO at the time and lots of other people. There must've been about 40 people in the room. Mm. And the CEO and, 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 and her team were, were, were basically describing the new way forward. Like, this is the, this is where we're going. This is how we're going to get there. This is what the strategic vision is. And I sat there, because obviously I know what I do in my private life and business. And, and I sat there and I was just like, how do I tell this woman this is just not going to work? Like, mm. <laughs> her team is, it's just, it doesn't, it's not going to work. So I just remember like kind of putting up my hand. <laughs> was you the only person of colour or like in the room or no? I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember. I just remember me, to be fair. And okay. I just remember putting out my hand. I was just like, XXX, let's pretend her name is Susie. I was like, I just don't think this is going to work. And this is why. Mm. But actually, I think this is a strategy that probably needs to be adopted if you really want to achieve outcomes in that space. Mm. And so I kind of left it. And then I remember her sending me an email. And after, like maybe a week later, she sent me an email directly. So this is me. The CEO sent me an email now. I was just like, this is an organisation of like nearly three and a half thousand people. Oh, wow. So I'm just okay. like, oh, darn it. Like I saw her name, but I was just like, gosh, damn. Like I clearly offended her. Mm. To email me directly, I was just like, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. And actually she was just like, her, her email started with, I have seen you and I'm going to mentor you because you're going to be a CEO. Oh, really? Yeah. And this is a white woman recognizing me as a black woman, not taking it as challenge, like, rah, how dare you? She's just like, no, she started with, I've seen you. And that's how my kind of journey started with her. And, and ever since, she, so she's guided me, she's 
connected me with various networks. She put me in rooms I would not normally have been in before. And then other people started to approach me and people just began to see what I do. So was that the first time you were recognised as a leader in a workplace or do you think beforehand you had exposure to being seen as a leader? I think I'd, I'd been seen a few times, but just not, not in that st- space. I think it's hard when... I think it was hard, I don't know about now, but I think at that time it was really difficult to be to be seen or recognised as a leader as a black woman. It was just like, you do more and you hope that somebody will notice how hard you're working. Mm. Um, but I was fortunate enough that actually I connected with someone who was just like, actually, I want to give you a chance. And actually, I learned more about how to navigate the corporate world through that one woman Um than I have learned in anything I've done. She literally taught me everything she knew, how to how to read people, how to navigate things, how to who to network with, why, how you begin to do it, what other people are doing when they're when they're moving up really quickly. All of those things she kind of just like for over five years she was just like, I'm giving it all to you. And then she'd introduce me to people. Hi, you need to meet Bossa. She's going to be the next... She's going to be a chief exec one day. She's like a little angel. Honestly. Like your guardian angel. I love angel. her to death. Like, even now, she's retired. And we still meet for coffee regularly. Really? I'm just like... Yeah, because she was so impactful in my life. And I've always... That's why Belong, Women Net, Belong Women's Network exists. We open... I, I do it because I'm doing the same thing she did giving back to people who may not be able to be seen or be engaged with them in the same way and being like, you know what? Mm. I'm going to share with you my network and my experiences so you can you can have what I what I experienced in mm. that sen- sense, but in a more structured way, obviously, because um, it's not like being in the work environment. What are some of the prominent things that you... That, I know you, you touched on them and said yeah. that she, she taught you how to network, how to navigate, but what are some of like the deeper things that she taught you? So how do you best network? Yeah. How do you best, you know, navigate? I think, and... I think one, well, I think there's a few things really. She she always used to say to me, whatever you're interested in, go and find somebody who's doing it very well and drop an email and say, hi, my name is so-and-so-and-so. Can I come and hear about your journey? Which is very interesting. I'm just like, but why are they going to want to sit down and talk to me about my journey, mm. about their journey? Like, shouldn't I be messaging them saying, hi, my name is Bosse. This is what I do. And I would really love to come and learn from you. Mm. Um, and she, I remember her saying, no, because people like to tell you about where they've come mm. from. Mm. In that you'll learn. Mm. And I was just like, okay. So I remember she would say, can you go speak to this corporate director here? Go speak to the CEO here. And then I'll be sending these emails. They'll 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 kind of come and, and engage with me, and then we'll be talking, and they'll telling me about their journeys and how they've ended up where they are. And I was just like, "Oh my days, you're right. This I am learning more from them. About, just yeah, what it means them. to be a leader, the things you've mm. had to navigate, the things you've had to experience, how you overcame those things, just because I asked to hear about your journey. And once I stopped and listened and engaged and was able to reflect. They'd be like, you know what, you need to meet so, so, and so. Right. So how many of those, I guess, encounters did you come across Gosh, to get to? W- was it, was it, okay, a better question is, were these weekly encounters or were these monthly, were these just as and when along your journey? Ad hoc, depending. These, hap- these yeah. happened. I think when I was a little bit more junior, it was probably more structured, so more monthly. I still have those relationships with people all the time, just because I'm, I want to always learn. The public sector is not like the private sector where 
if you know so-and-so, it's going to help you get the next job, you still need to prove your merit. But there's right. something about learning and understanding people who've navigated the system before you, mm. what their experiences have been, what their learning have been. Um, I've had such an incredible career. People look at my CV and they're like, how have you done all these different things? How have you mm. done all that stuff? And I was just like, because I was taught to just be able to, as long as you're a strategic thinker, you can navigate most spaces. What do, huh? what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Well, okay, so I'm going to demystify. So for most people, like, people make strategy really, really complicated, and it really isn't that complicated. But being a strategic thinker is being able to assess, analyse, plan, and deliver something. So different people have different skills. Mm. And that's one of mine. Like, I am... <clears throat> That's how my brain works. Mm. I can resolve problems, I can think of solutions, and I can make them happen in, in, in real life. Mm. Um, whether it's through my teams, whether it's individually, it's just it's just how it is. Whether it's connecting with other people to be like, actually, we need to get here. Um, and I've learned that actually as a leader, that's probably been the most impactful skill set for me. For some people that I meet, they're really good at being organised and very, very detailed, like... They can tell you where the full stop was in that paragraph. And that's the thing that kind of drives them. I think being a good leader, good business person is understanding who you are. And I think that's what I think that's what this generation that are in at the moment are really, really losing out on. Well, that's what I was gonna ask you. How did you find out what you're really good at and when was that like penny drop moment for you? Because some people figure that out later on in life. Yeah. Even I, at your age that you're at now. So when did you figure that out? I think I always kind of knew that I'm I think I didn't have the language for it. And I think that's where I think that's what most people are talking about. That they don't have the language for it. So when I was much younger I knew I was very good at being organised. Mm. So I would be the one who plans the girls trip. Mm. I would be the one who plans the birthdays. So I knew I was very organised. So, and I'd be like, oh, I can use being really organised to, to do stuff with. Mm. So I would start planning things. I was doing event planning because I was really organised. Mm. As I evolved and I grew and I learned, I realised, oh my gosh, no, this is how you do, this is strategic. This is about being strategic. This is about being a strategic thinker. So I think mm. lots of people know what they are good at. They don't have the right language for it which doesn't stop them from being able to utilise it. It's like, actually, if you were really, really good at I always say to like my friend, a baker, I said to her, you are the best baker that I know. Mm. Stop trying to be an influencer mm. because that's not the thing that drives you. You're not passionate about it. You don't love it. Mm. And it's because you think that that, that that skill is not as valuable as the other skill. I've got friends who are influencers. I'm like, if that is what you're really, really good at and you know, then tap into it. Like, mm. we all grow, we all mature. And, and as you get older and as you learn new things, you begin to evolve. And that's where I call it, like, that's where you begin to see portfolio growth. Mm. That's where you begin to be like, oh, okay, I'm a really good baker, but I'm growing. So now I know that I'm also a really good systems thinker because mm. bakers are system thinkers. For those for bakers out there, you're a system thinker. Do you know why? Because they're thinking about an end-to-end -end process, right? They mm. know that this is the last end of the design that they're trying to achieve. Mm. And they know that in order to get that, they need to do this over a 16-hour period. That's system thinking. People pay you a lot of money to be a good system thinker. And I think it's as you begin to grow, as you begin to adapt, you begin to have the language to add to to the things that you're doing. Mm. Um, so when people are like, oh, I, don't, I didn't really recognise what I was really good at until I was in my 50s, I'm just like, meh. 
were you doing it, something similar when you were 19, 20? Actually, yes, I was. I'm just like, yeah, you just didn't have the right language for it. So what can people do to, to get that? Because not everyone has the right people around them to help yeah. them to see. Like, I, think people, I think people need to spend more time with themselves. Mm. I think it's... Um, so I'm an introvert and I'm quite open about being an introvert. I love being an introvert. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I've learned how to have extroverted moments, but I'm a natural introvert. So mm. I, I'm used to spending a lot of time with myself. I love spending, it's, now I'm going to sound like a psycho. Like no, but, no, but I, I, I completely <laughs> but, understand. I love it as well. Yeah, so yeah. I love it. So I spend a lot of time learning about myself and I think, mm. I think we're at a, we're at, we're in a generation at the moment where there's so much noise. Mm. And when I mean noise, I mean social media is extremely noisy. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And I don't mean in terms of sound. I mean, you've always got visual stimuli telling you who or what you should be, who everyone else is, why they're doing what they're doing, blah, 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 blah. And then you've got it over six or seven different platforms. So every single day you're doing that and you stopped spending time with yourself yeah. you stop learning about you yeah. you're spending so much time learning about so many other people all at the same time it's loud so i always say to people an hour a day 30 minutes a day whatever you need to do stop and take time with us if you like to walk if you pray do those things mm. because it helps you to have an introspective look at you and because you you do the stock take i always do stock take with myself because i have to like i said i'm an empath right so I'm constantly feeling like, yeah, I'm constantly feeling. So I have to always do an emotional stock take with myself and, and, and kind of, um, and because of my, I'm so busy, I, I also have to do a mental stock take. Otherwise I'm going to turn myself mad. So I'll stop and maybe once a week, normally on the Sunday afternoon, I sit down and I just, I kind of go through what's been, like what's happened this week. How have I felt about it? Why have I felt that way? Mm. What have I done really well this week? Where did I think I didn't do so well? You do that every Sunday? I do that every week, yeah. Wow. What did I not do so well? And actually, who can... Okay, if I didn't do that thing very well, who can I learn from that can teach me how to do it better? So you're constantly in a, in a mindset of growth. That's like constant growth. Learn. Constant learning. Constant evaluation of yourself, which is very important. And I think that it's a skill that a lot of people could learn yeah. and like su succeed from. You can even do it monthly. It's but, just because my brain is never quiet, so I have to, I have to like, wah, get it out there, pour out on myself. When did you start doing this? Gosh, I think, I think, I think when I when I was probably in my early twenties, and I found Christ and I became a Christian. Okay. I learned a lot about meditation. I learned a lot about prayer, and I learned a lot about what we call quiet time, like. Mm. times where you're just it's just you and god alone mm. and i found in those moments when i was alone with god i was i was changing and developing and growing mm. and i was just like oh my gosh like if you want to cultivate any meaningful relationship with yourself you need to spend time with that person like you would like like i do with god mm. so how can i say that the most relate important relationship in my life outside of god which is with myself i'm not spending time looking learning about me Mm. I'm growing all the time. I I go through emotions and, and, and like we all do, we, we, we go through traumatic experiences, all of those things. And most people do this. They go through a traumatic experience. They suck it up. Some people cry. Some people go raving. Some people have lots of sex. Whatever it looks like, mm. people find their outlet mm. and then they never tackle it. 
I'm just like, but why would you do that? Because actually you're retaining it and then it's going to influence on your further decisions, on your relationships, etc. Whereas actually we learn, like we go to school or uni or whatever it is, you learn actually, oh, I don't know how to do one plus one. I need to go and find somebody who can teach me how to do one plus one. So why would we do that with our trauma? And be like, who can teach me how to heal from this? I think there's a fear. Um, I was talking about this earlier on today, actually, with a friend, that if you do go out and seek help, people say, oh, sorry, we can't help you. We've got our own life to deal with, especially in our community. Then you get a professional. And you pay someone. You get, yeah, if it's like trauma and emotional, like get a professional, go well, see a therapist. Okay, If okay. it's like... Um, if it's like help with business or learning, there are networks, there are places. BWN is one I'm going to keep on plugging our network for over and over and over again. Or you find other people. Like I, I found that I've learned so much from just like sending a message to a random person on LinkedIn saying, hi, can I grab you for 15 minutes? I really want to hear about your journey now that I've learned that sentence. Yeah. Um, I'd really love to talk about it and just learn from your journey. Um, and you will find that there are people who will, who, who will still help you. I think the, I think the challenges, and I've, I've experienced it myself before, is that like somebody says no to you once and then you make an assumption that you can't ask anybody else. Mm. And I think once you let go of being rejected, mm. because it's life, you're going to be rejected. Mm. I wish I could tell people that, no, don't worry, you're never going to be rejected. Just keep on, like, everything is fine and you're going to be rejected so many times. Mm. It's just like, you have a choice again, like I said, like, do you engage with the rejection and decide that everyone that you speak to is now going to reject you so you'll never be help-seeking and stay stuck? Or do you be like, okay, they did not have the capacity for me. It's fine. Because you know what? There's times in my life or your life where you don't have capacity for another person. Mm. But if you ask enough people, someone will have the capacity for you. Mm. And if you don't ask, you'll never know. Um, And I think it's that. It's like, don't be scared. Just go with it try engage i don't know where my water is but it's somewhere um try engage and just oh there we go sorry i i, I watched you struggle to get it because yeah. i couldn't be bothered to me look at the hose she didn't want to get water i was like <laughs> sorry so yeah so i think it's it's one of those things isn't it it's like yeah just just don't there's no point in being scared i think life is too short we learn from our mistakes. We, you learn from failure. You learn from so many things. And I think we spend so much time protecting ourselves from those things that, that we miss out on so many experiences. If I, I've never met somebody who's doing absurdly great in their life who has never experienced well yeah times. yeah exactly that's and rejection yeah that's that's um that's exactly it. I do feel like there's there's rejection that's gonna happen. I think that it's just when it comes a from someone from your community yeah. it hurts a little bit more i don't know why yeah but it does because you, you almost feel like why don't you want to to help me or to yeah. support me or you know for whatever reason and then especially if it's a lot of no's in a short space of time yeah because people experience Definitely. that so I how can people that. cope with that if it's just been like a back-to-back no in a short space of time by people that they think should care about them what would you say to those people i would say like it's this, it's, it's understanding that everyone is going through their own thing. And I, I think one of the things I've kind of experienced and learned is that, especially like I've been through that, I've had people that I have helped do some amazing things. And when I turn around and ask for help, they say no. To the same person? It's like, huh? What do you mean no? Yeah. But I've learned this is that 
people are going through their own personal journeys. People are going through their own things in their own personal lives. Mm. And some people are just downright selfish, right? Mm, mm. So those are my categories. Mm, mm. And it's fine. All of those things are fine. That's between you, God, and your own kind of mm. mind. And I just keep on going. I just keep on going. I think if I if I ever feel down that I've got too many no's or negative experience that I just can't overcome, I reach out to people who I can engage with and be like, it's just not working. I ask and people keep on saying no, people keep on saying no. Or I keep on trying and it keeps on failing. And this is why I said, like, who you surround yourself with is really important. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have encouragers who will be like, B, okay, just take a break for a week mm. and then go back mm. or try again. Um, and it's always kind of been like, okay. Or, some, or, or I've had people around me who, who've reflected like with me, like, what have you been asking? Has it been too much? Do you need to go back with a different question? Mm. Like, rather than, can you teach me how to do X, Y, let's say, can you teach me how to invest in the stock market? Instead, maybe the question is, how do I learn to invest in the stock market? Can you point me in the right direction? Mm. That feels like a much shorter question mm. that somebody can engage with and be like, right. actually, no. I can put you to X, Y, Z rather than a process that will take a lot of their time and their investment and they just might not have the capacity for it mentally. Or yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, so I think there's many ways to kind of deal with it, but like that's like, that's kind of, that's my approach and I think everyone's different depending on, on, on who they are and how well you know yourself and it goes back to that, how well do you know yourself? Like, yeah. how, how do you know how to pick yourself up? Who is a person that you can always kind of go back to and be like, ah, oh, I need some help around X or oh this is going on for me can you enable me around yeah. that's some really good advice about spending time with yourself as well that's why I'm for solo trips anyone listening because that is fantastic love time love it like I know you do solo trips quite All a lot don't you yeah I think this year I've been on two so far maybe three and that's time that you just spend by yourself honestly and you, I don't know if, any, if if you have it as well, but sometimes I catch myself in jokes. It's like, I like me a lot. Like, yeah. I like, I would find something funny or I'll, I'll just do something. I'm like, look at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's still such cool company. It's like, I'm making up beside me. Hey, Liz. You know, like, you know, you really, you really fall in love with yourself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a different thing. And I would highly, highly encourage anyone that is struggling to, um, I guess, connect with themselves. Yeah. You don't have to go straight in with the holiday, but even a spa day. Yeah, spa day, a yeah. walk. yeah. Some walk without your phone. Yeah. Without your, like, walking, just just, just do it. Because I always say to people, if you don't like your own personality... Who else is going to like it? I'm going to like it. Yeah, it's true. Get to learn about you. Get to learn about the nuances. Like, I know, like, I know I can be quite sharp sometimes or I can be quite strict or I know those things about myself, but I've had to learn that about myself. Mm -hmm. And actually, if I really care about somebody, I sometimes reflect with them. Mm. So even... um, even like most most time when I get a, a new PA, I always say the same thing. I said like, I I don't, I might send emails that look like this and this is what it actually means. Because I remember really early on in my career, I'd be like, why can't you just understand what I'm thinking about? And actually it's just because I wasn't communicating well. I was communicating how best I communicate with myself. Yeah. Whereas actually I need to teach, I need to help somebody to learn me the same way they will, oh, I love my PAs, I've been fantastic, I've been so fortunate. They've always taught me about how to learn about them. Yeah. It's about, re- I can't ever say the word, reciprocity. Recipro- reciprocity. reciprocity. It's about reciprocity. And I think when you're open and you're, and somebody knows that you're willing to be vulnerable enough 
to be like, this is this is my shortfalling. Yeah. And I'm letting you know from straight up, this is where I fall short. And and if you see that, you check me on it straight away. Don't don't let it slide. Just check me on it. And and they do the same thing. Okay, actually, this is how I get a bit when, and and I think the best relationships I've had in business have been because they understand it. I don't try and blag it. Like I'm not going to blag it if I don't know someone. They'll be like, I don't know. I will find out or I'll get somebody who can do it. So on the I guess on the note of your career and like you being very strategic, you kind of climbing the corporate ladder. How did you, like how did you get into the position that you are today? So where did you start off? What did you study in university? How many yeah. degrees do you even have for I feel like you've got loads of so, degrees and masters and So I have a I have a first class degree in criminal justice and psychology. Um that makes I sense. have a chartered marketing professional certificate and I have an MBA. Okay. So I'm Nigerian in it, so we all <laughs> That's no, it's, it's, it's very impressive. Yeah, the only reason why I probably don't have a PhD is because I was just like, I'm done, I'm <laughs> done, I'm done. Um, and then I do lots and lots and lots of different types of courses. So um, I started off my career in the voluntary sector. I'm not actually going to go through the whole thing because we'll be here forever. I started off in the voluntary sector and then I kind of moved into local authorities. And what was the functions of your roles, if you can talk so about So many that. different roles. So I have been in the voluntary community sector working with drug using offenders, adult offenders. That's where I kind of started when I left uni. And then I decided that I wanted to work with young people because mm. um, it was really important to me. I grew up in Tottenham. So I was just like, no, I'm going to be the advocate. I want to do, I want to But when you say working with them, is it like mentoring them or as like in like the youth justice system okay now um and then as i kind of went through my career i was just like i want to do more operational stuff so i want to lead teams i want to manage people and i remember um um, uh, a director at the time spoke to me and they they were like you know what if you want to manage teams one day you need to start asking for the experiences that don't exist within your job description so as a manager, you know that, I don't know, that you need to manage budgets, that you're going to have to manage people. Mm. So then I began to ask people for the experience. I went to my manager and be like, can I manage one person, please? Or can I manage a budget or a project, a really small one? So you just ask? You I, asked. Yourself... I asked, okay. I asked, and I, and I still do that to this day. Okay. I think it's a, I think it's a skill set that not everyone in our community likes to do. And I think that's fair enough because everyone's just like, I'm only gonna do what I'm getting paid for. Um, But if I know that, for example, I'm here Mm. and I want to be Usain Bolt, Mm. it will never happen. Um, (laughs) You never know, Bolt. I can't run that fast. (laughs) And I like, ever. So. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Is that a type of food? Okay, all right. It's a type of pounded jam. But it's like pounded jam, like it's Ebba, it's heavy, like. Okay. And none so of us have given it up, like, uh, unless I can run with Ebba, it's just never going to let go. But and so I know that if I want to be Usain Bolt, it's mm. really like, and, and, and I use this kind of analogy because I think everyone can connect with it. Mm. If I want to be the fastest man, <laughs> yeah, can't be a man. If I want to be the fastest woman yeah. on earth, right, I know I'm going to have to train. I'm going to have to be dedicated. I'm going to have to focus. I'm going to have to learn how to adapt my body and my skills to enable me to do that. If I want to be a CEO, then I need to learn the experiences of what a CEO has to do. Mm. So 
And if my job is not giving me that experience, not that I'm going to go from like middle manager, junior to like CEO straight away. But if I'm saying that actually I'm, I've never managed a person before, but I want to be a manager. Yeah. I need to start getting that experience so that when I sit in that room with that interview panel or that consultant, I can be like, yes, actually I have managed budgets. Yeah. Um, actually I have done this. So it's about scope and learning. And I would always say, never be afraid to ask. Mm. And I know people are always worried about, oh no, but they're going to take the mick out of my life. But actually this is you, this is what you're doing on your terms. You're asking for this because you know what you need, because you know what, you know the direction that you have set for yourself. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay. It might feel uncomfortable for a month or so because you're taking on an additional something, but you know what it's going to do. And, and I've been fortunate enough that I've been taught that through by lots of mentors mm. and I've done that and I am where I am today. I've been like, when people, that's why I said, when people see my CV and the things like that, they're like, even consultants, when, when they call me, they're like, I've never seen a CV like it. I was just like, because at one point in my life, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So you was doing a lot. So I decided to ask for every experience known to man. Like I wanted to do a bit of that. I'm going to learn a bit of that. I'm going to learn a bit of that. I'm going to do a bit of that. Because I just wanted to get scope and yeah, range. And decide what you want to do. And I knew that one day I wanted to lead organisations as a CEO. So I knew I wanted to get, I had a choice. I can be a CEO that has limited vision and only knows one thing. Mm. Or I can be a CEO that knows lots of different things because mm. I've had experience in them. And mm. I was just like, what kind of leader do you want to be one day, Bosser? And I've always said the same thing. I want to be a leader that is able to empathise with as many people within my organisation. Mm. And I can only know that if I've gone through some of the experiences that they've gone through. Do you know what? You're saying this and I'm thinking to myself, back when I used to work in a creative agency, there was sadly not enough synergy between teams and leadership because I don't think sometimes the person leading out on the entire project understood what each department, what it took each person to do. So they might um, estimate the timelines wrong. Yeah. They might estimate the, um, the budgets wrong because they don't, they haven't been in the role or they haven't had close exposure to the role. And I feel like, especially as a CEO, it's so imperative, it's so important to have so. have an understanding from like grounds up what the recruitment process is, what's, what does the new business team do? What is this like and understand it? And that is very, I don't think a lot of CEOs do this, what you're describing. I don't yeah. think a lot do. Well, I'm not a CEO yet, but I will no, be one day. But no, I'm, I'm, but we're, speaking about, we're, we're talking into existence. We're talking it into existence. Yes. It's going to happen. But, but it's because I know, I've seen, it's because I've had, I've seen the model of what a good CEO looks like. Right. Um, I've been fortunate to have two female CEOs. One of them was a, the woman that, that became my mentor for like five years. Mm. Oh, she still is. She's never leaving me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, and and I I was always in awe of her leadership. Not because she knew everything, not because she was there going like, let's innovate and whatever. Is that she had empathy for the people within the organisation. Mm. So I'm, hopefully by the time this is live, I'm moving into a new role where I'll be leading over, I'll be an exec director over a significant part of a city. I can't say which one. Mm -hmm. um, and in that... What well, that role alone, I'm going to have just under 1,500 people reporting in to me. Directly? Not directly. But indirectly, like, like within, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. That's a lot of people. And I need to, I need to know how to care about them enough without mm. having to meet with 1,500 people individually. And that's something that I saw in this, in this chief exec. How do you do that? Like, what does she, she do? She spent time learning and listening. So she didn't... 
go to what I went through where I'm like, I want to know a little bit of that, a little bit of that. It's because I'm, my, remember, it's about knowing yourself, mm, right? Mm, mm. I'm, an, an, I'm, I'm an analyst. I'm very detailed sometimes. Mm. I like to think strategically. So I like to get, I like to feel what's going on. Mm. And then later on, I can step away and never be engaged in it. But look at it from my outside. Mm. She is a, she's a bit more of an extrovert and she, she, she cares for people in a slightly different way. So as I watched her run the organisation, mm. she would go into spend a lot of time with various teams and services and portfolio holders, just listening and understanding. She would spend time and sit for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours speaking to the cleaner. As much time as she spent speaking to the cleaner, she would spend with her executive directors. So she was a people's person as she well. She was a people's person. Yeah. And people respected and loved her. Not in that kind of adoration way, but they knew that she cared. That And that makes so a massive difference. Yeah, it makes and a difference, the work ethic and the time people put in. Yeah. And that extra, you know, 10 or 20% of work that you do exactly. is down to your leader. And people yeah. know that actually, if she's articulating a vision, mm. she's doing it from a place of listening. Yeah. Um, it's not all, because I think it's not always about what, I know, because actually what I know is very limited. Mm. Um, but it's it's learning through and, and beyond others. Like I've, I'm always transparent when I go into, when I'm in my roles and, and I lean on the directors that were put into me. I'm, I'm always like, I don't know what this means. Teach me or tell me. And they'll go through it with me and be like, okay, great. And I, I do that intentionally. And people are like, why do you tell people that you don't know? I'm just like, because how else am I going to ever know? But that's such a humble thing because what I've found, again, in companies is that there's a lot of leaders that blag it. Blag it and blag it. Yeah, because it. they don't because they yeah. don't want to seem like they don't know the answers. And I've even had a couple of funny looks before in meetings when I've said, I, I'm not sure what that means. Um, so I'll, I'll come back to you about that. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? Lie. I, no. I've had funny looks like Alicia, make it up kind of thing. But I, as I, I'm not a good liar as well. Yeah. So I'll probably say nonsense. And I'm not very good at blagging it. I'm that person who'll be like, yeah, I know what that is. Blah, 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 blah. And then I'll be like, mm. yeah. I remember I, did, I went in an interview once and they asked me about a piece of legislation. And I sat there for a minute and I was just like, I have a choice here, right? I can, I, I know what the legislation is called. So actually, I could kind of maybe make this up. And I just sat there and I said, you know what? I'm going to be really transparent with you or I haven't had the opportunity to read that. These are the these are the policies or legislations that I have read. I haven't actually read that one. I didn't come across mm. it. And I said, I'm going to be, I said, I'm going to try and answer the question for you. So, and then midway through my response, I stopped and I said, I'm actually going to stop myself because I'm not going to blag it. Like I said, I haven't read it. And I just thought to myself, you know, like when you walk out and you just think, oh my oh, goodness, I messed that I up. I so didn't get that job. And I remember getting a phone call from the consultant and they were like, it was unanimous. And I was just like, why was it unanimous? I didn't even read the paper. And they're like, because they liked the fact that you were, um, they liked your integrity. Mm. And they knew, they, they all said it, that as soon as you got on that train to go home, that you had opened that document and you had started to read it. And you did? Yeah. Because I was just like, I wouldn't know what it says. Yeah. Like, they've just dumped me with something I didn't know. Like, I, I need to know what it what it says. Even yeah. if I didn't get the job, I'm just like, I still want to know what yeah, it says. Yeah, just out of curiosity, yeah. Um, and I think it's those moments that I think we do take for value, take for granted sometimes, because I think we think that we have to know everything and we have um. to be the person that's just like, yep, know it, yep, got it, yep, sorted it, yep, that's all right, yep, no, 
nope, you don't need to tell me anything because I already know it. Mm. I'm just like... Mm. That's not human as well. Yeah, and right. it's bad leadership. And I think if you're if you're working with people who are like that and you're being led by somebody who like that, find somewhere else to work. Because it, it, it already teaches you that, that the person will not help you to grow when you mm. when it's time for you to And grow. also, I feel like that type of environment can, um, I guess, disable voices a little bit. If people have an opinion to share that might be different to what their leader might agree with or yeah. think, they're less likely to share it, potentially, yeah. because they're scared of the backlash of saying that's a wrong answer, yeah. you know? One thing I'd like to know is what it's like being so senior as probably the 1% or less as a black woman in an executive director position, like, what have some of the challenges been for you? Oh, gosh, so many challenges. I think the challenges for me is, and I always say I'm quite transparent, I think microaggressions are very real. And At your level as well? At my level. At my level, in they're very real. I... I, I say on so many panels, like, microaggressions are real. And if we pretend that they're not, I don't care how senior you are, they are real. And I think having to navigate that in a space where you are still very senior, like I said, I'm from Tottenham, so I can't, like, tie my hair up and, like, roll up my sleeves and be like, all right, we're going to do this one out. Mm. Like, I have to still deal with it in a way that's professional and stamp it out. Um, and I think what I've experience sometimes is is being heard Mm. and being heard properly i think sometimes people will partially listen because they've already made lots of assumptions about your background who you are what you Mm. look like um and that's been quite challenging and i think just the other thing is still having to be able to balance out doing what i'm doing and being a parent and a mum i'm always quite transparent with my employers i am Mm. a single mum and my daughter is my life Mm. so if she calls me and she needs me i'm going um i and i need to do those things because Mm. i need to be fully present in her life Mm. because she needs to grow into a functional healthy adult Mm. and i think some organizations don't understand that where you've been organizations that that you've worked at lots of organizations not even not even really i've been fortunate enough but some, so, like, when I go meet with other organisations, they don't understand that they don't get it. I've what don't they understand? That your child's important? What, no, I think it's, it's more because, as a woman, our, our ability to engage will be very different to, 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 to what our, our male colleagues are going through. So, sometimes, it's just a challenge. I've been fortunate enough that in all the organisations I've worked in, that they've mm. understood that, and they've kind of understood that, you know what, I, I'll get the job done. But I know for lots of women, especially senior women, it's not always that. The balance is not always there. And I think it's, I always say it's just like being confident enough to articulate what you need for your family. Because we still have families and we still need to, we still need to pour into them. And I think for some women, it, it's it's just hearing someone else say, actually, it's okay to still be a really good and attentive present mum. And if it means you don't work 75 hours a week. Who cares? Yeah, that's okay. Because actually, the employer that you're with might not like that, but when you go to another one, they will value the fact that you're able to still boss it up in your job and mm. still be mummy. Mm. Like, um, and I think it's just, 
And I think that is it. And I think seeing that and experiencing that is kind of key. And I think lots of the time for me, it wasn't even my employer that made me feel like, oh my gosh, because they were fine. It was me, my own anxiety in terms of, I'm trying to climb the ladder. I'm, I'm trying to lead. I'm, I'm, I'm an assistant director. I'm a director. I'm an exec director. I'm a head of whatever it is at the time. How are they going to feel about me saying, I can't do that because I need to, and I want to go and watch my daughter's Christmas play. Mm. And lots of the anxiety was mine because I was just like, oh, they're going to judge me. They're going to overlook me. And I remember I just had to keep on being like, no, no, I'm just going to keep on asking. I'm going to keep on putting in my boundaries. And mm. I did. And, and the response was not like I did. It was the, like people were just like, okay, do what you need to do. So that's a, more of a challenge that you had in your head that you overcame by yeah. just speaking up. But I think sometimes your self-talk is, is, is just as... It can be bad. It's bad. Yeah. Huh? It's yeah. bad. It's bad. Like, what do they call it? Um, not FOMO, because FOMO is the fear of missing out. Well, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Imposter internalized. syndrome. Internalised voices. Trying to, trying to depict it. And I think, being a senior black woman, I go through imposter syndrome all the time. I sit in rooms where... There's, I'm the only one who looks like me, and I'm just like, do they think, do do they think I'm not supposed to be here? Yeah, I completely know, understand that what, feeling. Yeah. yeah. Do they think I don't really belong? Like, do you think like are they are they listening to me? Do they do they think that I know what I'm talking about? Do they not think I know what I'm talking about? Like sometimes there's even a feeling, am I too black for them? And when I like when I say that, it might be a thing where how I respond to something or how me coming in with my hair like this, I think, is this too black for them? Like, and that, and that's a thought process that I shouldn't have, but it still takes place down to, like, down to today. It does. Like, you go through all of those things and, and, but I think the more, and this is going to sound like a bit of an oxymoron, the more senior I've got, the more of myself I've become. Because I've got to a point even before, not just, not just, just not now. I think it's like the last few years, maybe the last four or five years. I'm just like, I just want you to accept. If you, you know, like when you're with a, like you, what you, when you've got a new boyfriend or whatever, mm. you're just like, I just want you to accept me for me. Yeah. And I've kind of got that with, like, I've been like that with employers. I want you to accept you, me for me. Mm. And if I'm, if you, and I've sat in interview rooms where I knew I wasn't going to be the right fit for them and, and they weren't going to be the right fit for me. So when I'm in an interview, they're not just interviewing me, I'm interviewing them too. Like mm. I'm sitting here and I'm just like, nah, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And you're sitting there thinking, nah, this is not, not, not yeah. going to work. But I'm just of the view now, I'm just like, can you accept me for me? Mm. And most of the times, like when I'm going for jobs or when I've been headhunted for a role, I always ask to speak to the person who's doing the recruiting. Um, not not like the recruiter, but the hiring person manager. behind it. Yeah, yeah, the person behind it, the hiring manager. And it's always funny when they meet, because obviously they're getting ready because they're clearly thinking, most people are coming to, so please tell us a little bit about the job. Now I've read the JD, I know what the job says. Like, mm. Please tell us blah, 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 blah. I know mm. what that says. Um, but I ask the same question over and over and over again. I, I always say, look, I've only asked to meet you because I just wanted to see mm. if we're the right fit for each other. Because mm, mm, that's what it's about, right? Mm. Can I work with you? Mm. And can you work with me? Mm. And can we make amazing stuff happen? Mm. Ha- meeting you, do I think that your personality is a bit weird and you think I'm a bit weird? Uh, yeah, probably. And then you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's like anything, is, isn't it? Like, you don't become someone's girlfriend without going on a couple dates first. Mm. So... Why do I, why am I treating my career any differently mm. when you're going to be the most important relationship in my life 
every day, Monday to Friday. No, it's true. Yeah. So let me meet you. Let's have a quick chat. I'm like, oh, okay. I think we can do some magic together. <laughs> so I guess just to make sure that we're we're covering as much as possible, okay. what are some of your, I guess, biggest learnings, not just as a black woman, but also as a black female entrepreneur as well? So juggling your yeah. full-time job, juggling the entrepreneurial work, and also being a mother, what's some of the biggest things you've learned? Um, I would say be organised with your time. So make sure you're planning your time well. So if you're being mum, whatever, blah, 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 make time and list, know when you're doing it. So if you know that seven o'clock, I'm going to spend one hour working on the business, eight to nine, me and baby only, she goes to bed and then I'll spend 30 minutes doing whatever. Whatever it is that you need to do, get organised and be, and be kind to yourself in it. Because I think people think, oh my gosh, how do you have enough hours in a day? And I was just like, because I plan my time. And I'm really mm. quite good with planning my time. Mm. Um, I would say the other one is be patient because you're going to fail a lot. You're going to experience lots of sadness. You're going to experience lots of rejection. But just be patient and kind to yourself because I think sometimes we're not. Um, and I think the other thing I would always say to people is only risk money that you're willing to lose. Okay. Um, and I say that even when you're starting up a business because... Lots of people, whether especially the women that come for our program, they're like, "Yeah, I paid for this." Da, 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 da. And I always start the same thing: Are you, if you never made any more money, are you happy that you'll never see that money again? Yeah. Because if, because when they get to a point when they're just like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't made money and I just spent," da, 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 I'm just like, breathe. Yeah. Because it, one it, thing at a time. You get driven by remember what I was saying to you again, emotion. Yeah. You get driven by anxiety, which, yeah. which makes you you lose your rational thinking. Mm. How can you be an effective business person if you've lost your rational thinking? So only will be willing to part with that which you're willing to lose. It doesn't mean you, it'll be gone forever, but it gives you a sense of peace right at the beginning of making that. That decision. if you don't make the money right now or within a certain time, you're you're okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I haven't just used all of our shopping money. Yeah, and hope that I haven't used the, my house deposit, hoping that I was gonna like flip it and make whatever. Mm. Because it, it means that you can test and work through a scenario in a state of peace mm. and without the anxiety mm. your rational thought is clear your mind is clear you're able to engage you're able to communicate effectively you're able to plan properly um so those are the good things and then the last one i'd say get mentors get a mentor okay so that leads us to your network network because that's how, oh, let's go how yeah one. that's okay, yeah that's I'm how we can get yeah no so that's yeah. because that's how we can get well black women sorry yeah. black men so belong women's network is exists for women it's a network for women who are either in business and wanting to start business so we take them through business coaching mentoring support we hold their hand we take them end to end um we're just opening up the career bit which will start early next year which about supporting women who want to level up in their career i've been fortunate enough that i have amazing people in my network banking industries yeah. <laughs> from social media industries from finance from e-commerce whatever and they support and they pour into these women too so we all mentor we take our turn and i think it's important um because the people in my network are, have similar views to me they want to give back. Mm -mm. Like, they want to give back and pour into others. We need to raise a, like, we need to raise yeah. the next generation. I always say to people, like, if you've made it up there and you're still the only one up there and you haven't dashed the ladder back down to anyone, then your 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 success means nothing Nothing, to me. yeah, like, I agree. Honestly, I do not respect, sorry, people. This no, but it's true. I'm, I don't I'm respect people. I'm that. just like, if there is no one that you can look to and be like, I pulled into their life 
then I think, then I don't think that that's adding value because I know most of the people that I know that are doing increasingly well at one point had somebody pour into them. Yeah. And, and also, sorry to add on to that, I feel like from a longevity perspective, I'm going to get tired one day. Mm. <laughs> I am. Who's going to continue to carry on the legacy that I've built? Is it going to go yeah. down downhill because I haven't yeah. coached anyone or helped anyone, yeah. you know, to support you? So I agree. And I think it's just like, just do it. Just do it. So be, Belong Women's Network or BWN is my baby. Um, it's my ministry. It's what I believe God has called me to do. How can we get involved as well? So you can follow us on the Instagram. So I think it's called, I think it's at Belong Women's Network. And you'll see all the kind of stuff. I'll add the link to the description. Yeah, and then you can get into it and you can connect with the network and and all the information is on the page in terms of websites and et cetera. Um, At the moment, we're just kind of redesigning because I'm I'm really passionate about setting up an incubator. So I'm just working around setting up an incubator and what that means in terms of venture capital and some other things. So we will be back properly, I would say probably early next year, January. because I'm now that we've had what we've been running for a number of years now, but I'm at the point where I'm just like, guys, I want to put my money and your money into black women businesses. Yeah. So we spend so much time investing and setting them up and helping these. Now we need to put our money. Money where our mouth is. I love that. Now now what's coming through is people are not able to access the funding that they can. And if I'm saying that, actually, if you come to our network, we're building you solid, right? Yeah. Why would I not put my money there? It doesn't make sense. So it's just like, how do we, what does real capacity look like? And yeah. I think we're all responsible for that. We all should be doing that where we can, even if it's small, even if it's, if you're really good at spreadsheets, teaching somebody how to do Excel. Like, yeah. I think it's as a community and as, and, and as women and as, even as men, like, let's learn from each other. Yeah. I've learned from some amazing men and women and, and that's just how I am. And, mm. And that's how the people that I'm around are. And I, and, I, and I hope we can all get to that because I think sometimes we're taught that you keep everything to yourself so that no one can steal from you. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what, steal it. Because yeah. if it means you level up, then, I, then we, I've done an amazing job. Even it, just steal it, take it, take whatever you need from me. I love me. that, Bosse. Because uh, yeah. it, it will never devalue me. I'm still Bosse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My assignment and my purpose is still going to be established. Yeah. So you haven't stolen from me. All you have done is taken the thing that's going to set you off on your purpose and your yeah, assignment. Yeah, yeah. So fine, learn, take it, glean. Like, I've had businesses that I've brought people in and they've worked and they've gone and set up something similar. That's And, and yeah. people be like, aren't you upset? No. Do you know why? They will never be the same as me. Yeah. But if that is a thing that is going to keep them and sustain them, then do it. Yeah. Like this is what communities are about. We learn it from other communities do this all the time. They don't call it stealing. Exactly. We call it stealing. Yeah. I'm like, why are we doing that? It's not that. that. It's not that at all. (laughs) It's not that. We are investing in our in each other. We're helping each other grow. Yeah. I'm I'm being my brother and my sister's keeper. I love that. And for the record as well. I just want to say publicly because I like to do public thank yous. You've been really supportive to me as well. Like, Bosse has been extremely supportive and I'm really grateful because there's not a lot of yous. I can confirm. There's not a lot of yous around. And when I come across people like you, it makes me so happy and I'm happy that you've got a wider network of women. And hopefully I can be on the side, either side at some point, whether it's helping or whether it's being helped or whatever it is, like I'm fully for the network. And you're doing amazing. So inspirational. And this is amazing. I love it.
It doesn't matter. Thank you. Thank you. I know you disturbed your, your Sunday organization day to come down for me. So I appreciate it. Isn't it? It's not too late. It's too early. Literally, I'm going to eat and I'm going to go sit down with myself. I'm going to put my daughter to bed and then I'm going to sit down with myself for a bit. And do some work? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not do any work. Just plan. Plan and think what we're doing this week. I'm, I'm taking that leaf out of your yeah. book. Even though, to be fair, I do plan quite a lot. I, I, I plan too often in the week. I probably should have one set day. It's a bit short. Yeah. It's Don't short. Do, it for, do it for too long. I say to people, three actions per week. And that's it? Okay. Because you know what? Most people are not even disciplined to do that. Okay. That's you true. You find that you're right. List and list. Yeah, I do that month. quite a lot. And then you're like, nothing gets done. Three things a week. If you can tackle that, then you're six months forward. later, then add, make it six a week. Just start with three important things that you need to do this week to move you on and then if you haven't done one then it rolls into next week innit because you yeah, can't move yeah, on to yeah, the next yeah, thing yeah. before yeah well cool well, well thank you thank you so much Bosse for coming on today everyone give Bosse a round of applause and I'm gonna add all of the links for Bosse's business pages um, any connection any way that you want to connect to Bosse then feel free to connect with her um, and if you have any other follow up questions then ask Bosse <laughs> directly um, but thank you for coming on today you appreciate your time thank and you. if you love this episode feel free to share it like subscribe all the rest of it and um, I'll see you all in the next episode.